Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, everybody. Another edition of the Sports Show brought to you by thesportshow.com. My name is Jim Parsons. With me, as always, Norman Quarantine. You can only hear me on one side of his headphones right now. Norman, how are you? I'm good, man. Yeah, I can I can hear you loud and clear, but just uh, only in my right ear. Okay. Well, I'll just make sure I say only the right things. The entire <laughs> episode. How ah, you like that? Boom, that's boom. A, yeah. That's a dad joke, if there ever yeah. was one. Okay, so here's what we're going to do on today's show. We're trying to figure out, what do we do? Because we're going to do like a Christmas wish list show. We're going to do like a New Year's resolution show. We've often covered the episodes of raw and smackdown and dynamite and and we've talked we've done those a lot so let's try something different let's go through some of the main storyline news articles that we have covered here on sports.com and then let's just like give our personal opinions our take on the stories what's happening with them we'll pick some of the most like trending news topics that we've been covering here over the last week uh we've yet we've yet to do that on this show and i think that might be kind of fun because we write the articles as in a news perspective when we talk about these topics, but we don't often give a personal opinion on stuff like this. So uh, I think that might be something we should do today. You ready to do that? Mm, absolutely. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about, there's a lot of William Regal news, right? AEW, <laughs> William Regal is leaving. Uh, Tony Khan has confirmed it. He has said that, yes, I have let him out of his agreement. He approached us a while back. And told us that he wasn't interested in renewing and to not renew him because he'd like to go work with his son and coach in WWE. So Tony Khan says, okay, we'll do that. Uh, during the media conference for the Ring of Honor show that's coming up here, he first talked about William Regal, acknowledged it right away and said, yes, he is leaving. But there is a clause in his contract or the agreement that we're letting him out. He cannot appear on WWE programming for a year. 
Here's mm-hmm. what I found very interesting. One, I think if that's true, that's smart because I think they're doing a good thing by William Regal by letting him leave because he clearly doesn't want to be in AEW and would rather be in WWE. But mm-hmm. it also sort of protects AEW from having William Regal show up on Friday or mm-hmm. Monday or whatever the case of the Royal Rumble. And William Regal's not going to just pop up there, which is a huge win for WWE because it looks like another person is defecting following Cody Rhodes mm. choosing WWE over AEW. So smart. But I also, the way that Tony Khan sort of phrased it and said it, it almost like he wasn't 100% sure that this is actually something he can enforce. I don't know. Did I read that wrong? <laughs> like, what's your take on the William Regal situation? One, them letting him out of his contract. Mm. Two, that he cannot appear for WWE for a year as per Yeah. Time. I mean, if it's a clause in the contract, I guess there's, I guess that will be, you know, I, I guess they, everyone, all parties involved will abide by that. Um, and that seems to be what what was stated is that it was sort of like a clause. Um, doesn't seem to be like a handshake agreement, you know. And even if it was a handshake agreement, uh, I can't imagine that that Regal would would be willing, would be you know, uh, chomping at the bit to break to break that. But yeah, um, I'd be honest with you, I'll be I'll be surprised if we see Regal on on a on WWE TV within a year um i don't think we will and honestly i don't know that we would have seen him yeah i don't know yeah i guess maybe they would have want that initial that like it would have been cool wwe would have liked to have that initial shock value like he was on you know he was on aw two weeks ago and now he's on our show kind of thing right but um you know he probably he's probably more focused on behind the scenes stuff anyway you know he was his screen time on aew was way higher than it was when he was in you know his last few years of wwe he was popping up on NXT every now and then to, as a, in like a sort of general manager role. But um, yeah, it's not like he was, he was uh, cutting massive promos in the ring. Um, I guess towards the end, he did have that storyline with Joe where he bought, where he was, uh, he was where Regal was getting bullied by Karrion Cross, and he, he brought Joe back. Um, and then, yeah, so he was getting, he was getting some mic time then, but yeah, I don't think, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'd be surprised if we see him on WWE TV, anytime soon given that clause and then i don't think we would have seen him that much regardless um because i think he's more focused on on behind the scenes stuff at the moment yeah i would have been curious about it because one i think they i mean the fact that here's why i asked about this whole tony khan maybe enforcing this sort of thing was because he also made a comment that wwe showed video footage of william regal saying war games right before survivor series war games which he's synonymous with mm-hmm. and Tony Khan was kind of surprised. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, it doesn't seem like it's in good spirit considering we just let him out of his contract to go back to WWE. You in no other certain, whatever he's like, you'd think they wouldn't be so douchey about this. You know what I mean? Like right. we're letting him go there. Why rub it in? Right. And that's yeah. kind of the way. So to me, it's sort of is like, well, WWE doesn't care, right. If they've mm-hmm. got the legal rights to do so, and they can pop them on NXT programming again, or they can have the rub that comes from a guy leaving AEW and coming back to WWE, and they're legally allowed to do so. Why would you not do so? I'm with you, though, with William Regal. I think this guy's an upstanding dude. He's very respectable. He understands professionalism. That If it were his choice and he had agreed to it, even in a handshake deal, he wouldn't do it. Mm. But WWE is his love. This is the people that he respects with a huge amount of what... If they wanted him to do it, I'm sure he'd do it, right? So... It, it's an interesting thing because I think you're right that they didn't use him a lot before he left, but there's a different William Regal coming back. There's a William Regal coming back who was on AEW programming, who was part of a major storyline in the Blackpool uh, Combat Club. He was used in somewhat of a high profile role. I think WWE would get some benefit out of putting him on TV. 
but I think they also understand his value behind the scenes. So if it's a contract clause, like you said, I'm sure it's something that they won't break. Um, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see though, how, cause just the way that it was phrased, I was kind of like, seems like he's not totally sure that this is a, a deal breaker sort of like we just have an understanding. He will not show up. Um, but WWE has already proven that they don't really care, <laughs> you know, mm. as long as it's legal, they'll probably do it if they want to do it. So it'll be kind of interesting, but it is big news. William Regal is officially heading back to WWE and he will be behind the scenes where he is super valuable. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, CM Punk and he has teased that maybe WWE is not that out of the question for him. Now we don't know what his status is uh, with his contract in AEW, but he did post a picture on social media of him with, I think it was Luke Gallows in the background on the big Titan Tron or whatever. And he was doing this. It must've been a straight edge society photo. I'm not really sure the timing of that photo, but the fact that he put it on his social media pages that he's not appearing like he's coming back to AEW. <clears throat> although you had posted on our kind of community channel that you're like, man, they need to get him back because the numbers are struggling here in AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you make of the CM Punk stuff? Ready to move on. AEW holding up his departure mm-hmm. is one of the news items that we have on the sportser.com right now. Uh, do you think AEW is intentionally dragging this out? Do you think CM uh, Punk wants to go? Do you think this is all a ruse and he's coming back? Where do you sit with this? Yeah. I mean, the whole thing's very confusing. There's been no, there's been very little transparency from, you know, from anybody. Um you know, CM Punk always posts these. He's he always posted these sort of cryptic, cryptic things. Um, so I wouldn't. I personally am not going to read too much into the uh, you know that pick of him in WWE with with uh, Festus. Uh, was it Festus? Was yeah, the character I think that's Gallows the character played? Gallows was playing. Yeah, at the time, yeah. Um, uh, in in the background there. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to read too much into that. I'm sure he's just kind of trolling. Um, I think if there was any anything concrete i just i just feel like we would have i don't know i like my my personal take on this whole thing is that i i i'm confused by the lack of transparency here and i feel like if he was being released or if he had been released we would already know about it like i don't know why it would what what benefit there there is to anyone um to just sort of act like he's in limbo uh you know unless they unless maybe they 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 don't want to alert um you know rival promotions that he's available um my belief based on nothing just vibes uh is that we will see cm punk back in a in an AEW ring at some point um yeah that's just my that's just how i i, I can feel it in my bones um but you know I've, i'm i'm wrong a lot so uh <laughs> yeah so don't 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 take my word for it yeah yeah i mean i guess it depends on your perspective right like I am not a CM Punk fan. I think this mm. dude is a selfish dude. I would not bring him back. I've said that on these shows before. I mm. do understand your argument about how much he draws. Mm-hmm. and the, But at the same time, the pay-per-views that AEW just recently did without him also drew record numbers. So mm. it's, uh, it's interesting. I guess I, I'm going to ask you this, though. Let's say you were wondering why they might be dragging it out or there's a lack of transparency here. Would it be worth it for Tony Khan to pay CM Punk through WrestleMania season? Mm. Whatever his contract is, I don't know how much money he's being paid, but it's probably a whole lot. Would you continue if you were Tony Khan and you know you're going to let him go and you don't think you're bringing him back? Would you pay him just to get through the Royal Rumble, just to get through WrestleMania and to take off the huge marquee, big draw ability that Punk would have on two of WWE's biggest shows of the year? 
would you prefer to pay him or would you let him out of his contract now, knowing that a 30 or a 90 day clause puts him somewhere right around WrestleMania? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, they could be. Yeah, I guess that that that's that's. I mean, if I yeah, if I if that if I was Tony Khan, I obviously would not want uh, want Punk heading for WWE um, prior to Mania. Um, I mean, this is all assuming that Punk would go to W back to WWE. Yeah, I think that anything, but... right, and I think I personally think that I think if this you know circumstances are right and the money was right. Um, and he could get in a room with 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 Hunter, who you know Triple H and, and CM Punk don't aren't, aren't the best of friends. But anything's, we've seen people who who hate each other in wrestling work stuff out many many times. Um, I think that I think it is possible that he would go back to WWE. Um, yeah, uh, not sure what kind of deal he would wanna he would wanna go on. I more of like a Goldberg deal. I would I would expect you know. Um, I mean, I do think not to go off topic too much here. I do think that I think he might have been. I think when he was at AEW, I think he was wrestling a little bit too much. I think he should have just been wrestling on uh, on pay per views, really doing like sort of a sting deal. Um, you know, being promo segments on the shows, maybe a tag match or like a multi man match here and there. But I think uh, singles matches, he should really have just been. I know he wanted to build up that that record, get that win loss record good, so he was a viable candidate for the. AW title, but they're they're in is an issue with the rankings, right? Um, someone like Punk comes in, just hot, just 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 put him straight into the title picture, man. We do, he doesn't need to rack up fifteen wins against uh, your Darby Allens and your you know whoever you your mid card guys to 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 prove that he deserves a shot at the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, just to cap it off, the whole thing is is intriguing, and you know, I wish we knew more, but we we at the moment we don't. Um, but I am looking forward to seeing what happens as long. As, I mean, I do like, like, and I know you, you know, I'm not like a huge CM Punk fan. I want to make that clear. Like I was at one point, a very big CM Punk fan. Um, I do think like as a person, I mean, I think sort of like, you know, ideologically and all that, I think he's, 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 you know, largely a, a sort of pure of heart person, but I think career wise and, and there is, there is obviously a lot of arrogance there and it's, it's born out, you know, it's, it's born out of uh, kind of, of being written off and backed into a corner so many times throughout his career, but yeah, I do think he's a little bit, um, a little bit arrogant, and a bit full of himself, and and a bit of a something about him not being able to really uh, see a distinction between on-screen character and, and real life. You know, Phil Brooks, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, 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 that being said, I, I, I do think he, I think it would be a shame if, if uh, his career were to end the way that it is currently seems like it is ending. Um, I think one last, I, I think he would want to go out on a high now and go out on his own terms. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think we might, I don't, I don't think, I think, don't think, and I hope we haven't seen the last of, of punk. Yeah. My only concern with punk and one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of his is because I, I don't think he understands how not to twist this in a narrative that benefits him mm. all the time. Right. Like I agree with you. If you were to bring him into WWE and you did it on a part-time basis, here's the, you mentioned sting. Here's the difference between sting and CM Punk sting appreciates respects and loves the dressing room, the locker room and the business of professional wrestling. CM Punk does not right. Mm. CM Punk will always phrase it in a way where he'll make you think that he does. And Mm. he wants to work with these young talents and he wants to help get the business over and be a professional wrestler, but it really isn't about anyone else. It's always about Mm. him. Right. And so mm-hmm. he always ends up putting his foot in his mouth or 
for like all these good intentions that he has, he winds up showing his true colors later on on the road. I don't think you can bring CM Punk into WWE on a part-time basis and have him not rub people the wrong way. I mm. think there's just no way he does not twist that to spin it so that he can say, oh, hey, I'm only here on part-time because that's all they're paying me or mm. I'm too expensive to be here full-time or blah, 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 or blah. Like there's always something CM Punk's going to say and do that will piss off people. And mm. WWE doesn't have time for that, I don't think. And so mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. Like, if I thought CM Punk were different and wouldn't be that way, I would consider it. But even Lesnar, who is super confident in his drawing ability and what he is, even he seems to have appreciation for others mm-hmm. and respect for the business and whatever. He just doesn't want to work a lot. And he mm-hmm. doesn't really love people, right? Mm-hmm. So, but Punk just clearly will tell you straight to your face that he's better than you and he's better than everybody else. And it's just, I don't know. I think it's a terrible formula. I just don't understand how he's going to have the ending to his career that he wants. Cause I think he's burned that bridge in AEW and I think he would burn that bridge in WWE if he were brought back. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I know there are huge CM Punk fans out there. That's just the, the reality of what it is. Um, let's move on to uh, Miro backstage updates on Miro status with AEW. No one seems to know where this guy is. No one seems to know why he's not working. He's healthy. He's ready to go. He wants to work. He seems like he might be a little unhappy with AEW. Um, what do you make of where he is? Now, I'm not totally caught up on his storyline with Kip Sabian, but there was a tease on Dynamite this week where Kip Sabian was looking for an opponent for Orange mm. Cassidy, mm-hmm. and they have a past relationship. You might have to fill me in. How did that end? Did Kip Sabian and Miro yeah. end on good terms? Did they end up fighting each other? Like, Would he possibly be... Kip Sabian's surprise opponent for Orange Cassidy, or are we still looking at a situation where nobody knows what to do with Miro, so he's just sitting around waiting? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, how that ended was that, as far as I recall, and this was a couple of years ago now, it's been a while. Obviously, Kip Sabian was injured uh, and written off TV after the fact, um, but he, they were, they were, you know, they were a team. They had that sort of weird, dumb video game vibey gimmick going on. Um, we did get some gold out of that alliance we did get the um penelope ford kip sabian wedding with miro as the best man and orange cassidy shows up i thought that was really fun that was good good pandemic tv um but yeah it ended with miro sort of um losing his call on 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 sabian and and kind of snapping and and sort of getting mad at, at being bossed around um by him and i think ultimately that petered out because of Sabian's injury and we never really got a solution uh, sort of you know closure to that that thing um so it would be weird and wouldn't make a lot of a ton of sense for them to suddenly be best friends again you know unless some stuff has gone down on dark or or dark elevation that I haven't been paying attention to um but yeah Miro's and you know he's a He's got a palpable on-screen presence. He's got a lot of charisma. I think he's really, really, uh, in- he's a really engaging in-ring performer. Um, the only excuse for him not being on-screen with some regularity is that he is injured. So if he is fit and isn't on TV, then there's some something going wrong. Uh, someone is someone is making a poor decision if Miro is ready is ready to go and isn't on TV someone is is not doing their job properly um yeah and then as far as the orange cassidy thing goes yeah i don't know um 
yeah i don't I, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me but you know a lot of stuff in wrestling that doesn't make a ton of sense happens so <laughs> yeah i uh, yeah i don't know that that's necessarily where they're going with this but i saw the miro stuff reported out of fightful um they were talking about that he's healthy and he's ready to go and he wants to work uh and that apparently there was a creative idea pitched to him that he did not like so he declined it and they just haven't used him since then um, then I also saw the Orange Cassidy segment and I thought, well, that Kip Sabian relationship, ah, who knows, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, man, you think there's got to be something here. Miro reminds me, and this might not be fair because I don't know the behind the scenes story on either one of these two gentlemen, but Miro reminds me somewhat of Andrade El Idolo, like where they both go on social media and they express their opinions quite frequently, mm-hmm. sometimes to the detriment of maybe their own careers. They both have very high opinions of themselves and where they think they should be used on the roster. Now, Miro, to me, seems like he's probably a little bit more um, workable. Like, he he's a guy that will try things out on television. Like, he was a part of a terrible storyline with Lana, Liv Morgan, and Bobby Lashley on WWE and didn't really complain about it. Um, so he seems like he's willing to do the work. But I also maybe could think that he might be at a point now where he's like, if I don't like the city, I'm just not going to do it. And so that could be one of the reasons that they don't know what to do with him. That said, I also don't know if he were to go back to WWE, and I'm not saying that he can because I don't think his contract would allow it, and I don't know that AEW would let him out of it, Mm. but I don't know that you'd be finding him in a better situation there either. He didn't leave WWE on the greatest terms, so I don't really know what's going on. Those guys, they tend to see uh, themselves in a different spot than where the promotion sees them, and this has happened for both of these wrestlers, Um, so I'm curious to see what they do with them. I think Miro is... And has been a guy that AEW could absolutely move up to the top of their roster as one of their big men. Like he, to me, he's on level with a Wardlow, right? Mm. Like I, I think whereas Lance Archer had that potential, but isn't really that guy now. Wardlow could be that guy if you do something right with him. Miro could be that guy if you do something right with him. Will Hobbs could eventually be that guy if you do something right with him, right? Mm. Miro's that guy. He absolutely has the charisma and the ability to be. I just don't think they've done a good job with him. Uh, no absolutely not i mean yeah it's diminishing returns right um he has done has he's had some really good moments some really some really decent match some really really good matches actually um that that tnt title run he was on which again i think ended maybe a little bit prematurely although i can see why it ended uh he had some really really good matches on that uh during that run um but ultimately he has not been utilized to his full potential i mean i guess it's all a matter of opinion right maybe you know, maybe, maybe plan, you know, just because someone hasn't, been, isn't on TV right now, doesn't mean that there aren't ultimately plans for them. And it is a pretty crowded roster. There's a lot of big stars because if you, you know, who, I mean, look, an MJF Miro feud, I could see that being, I could see that delivering for sure. Uh, baby, a baby face Miro. Give me uh, that. That sounds good to me, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also you mentioned Andrade there. So same, same thing, I guess, not really, um, not really utilized to his full potential. He is he is currently uh, recovering from surgery. He had yes, surgery about yes. three weeks ago. Um, but even before then, I mean, he wasn't really doing... These are guys, you know, um, Andrade was in NXT anyway. Andrade was a main event star. Um, and I think f- sort of fulfilled that role with a plum. Um, uh, again, though, but you, you have to make... You have to try to find... Wait for the right time and find space and find the right storyline for these guys. I guess you can't just kind of throw them in at the top of the car just because they are worthy of you know being in that position. Okay, speaking of storylines and finding the right thing for a performer, 
Oscar teases major character shift on social media. <clears throat> this is a an article that I wrote uh, a couple days ago, and she has been hardcore on social media sharing these videos and images of this new sort of makeover, which I guess if you know her time in Japan, and I don't know it very well, full, I'll full admit it, like I'll admit it, I, I did not follow her way back then. So I don't know if she's used this character before or whatever the case may be, mm. but it's some sort of like psycho clown. And I've read up on it a little bit where she was like this, like teased us to like killer clown sort of gimmick. I don't know, but that's what she seems to be teasing on social media. Now there were some tweets that she put out that were a little bit disturbing for people who don't know what's going on, where she's like, this world is, you know, S H I T. And then there's like uh, other things where it was really cryptic. It's just kind of like, what is she saying? But most people have figured this to be that this is just the lead into some sort of character change. Even Natalia posted on her Twitter. She's like, okay, well, yeah, but I just want to know when we're going to wrestle again. Cause we're awesome. You were awesome. So clearly if there was something wrong here, other wrestlers would be like, are you okay? Like, do we need to check this out? So I think this is a character related shift, which makes a lot of sense considering she lost the triple threat match to qualify for the number one contender spot on the raw women's title. I think there's something coming here for Oscar. What is going on here? Have you seen these social media tweets? Have you seen these pictures and videos? Do you know a history of this character to to fill anybody in on this? Yeah, I mean, she in Japan uh, under the under the ring name Kana. She um, she not not all the time, but um, reg, you know, every every now and then she would utilize uh, sort of scary psycho clown imagery and and makeup. Um, then i uh, as i recall there was some um i believe she used some some sort of blood packs and stuff like that again kind of uh clowny type clowny cl- think like clowny think boogeyman mixed with doink uh <laughs> mixed with oscar uh and that's the kind of vibe um kind of vibe that she was she was going for um so yeah um it could be that she's teasing some sort of um repackaging maybe she's gonna start shifting more into sort of um you know sort of digging back into her her roots and back into her past and um and sort of reintroducing some of that in imagery to her in-ring persona uh that would be very cool i think i don't think she's in desperate need of a um you know a repackaging or a character shift but uh i, I don't i also don't think that a, a, something like that would would you know hurt her at all so yeah it could could be pretty cool um it was some of it was a little creepy and a little you know violent so i'd be curious to see how they um how they portray that that same sort of vibe in wwe um but yeah i think it's it's interesting that she's that she's teasing teasing this for sure is it a heel character is it a baby face character is right in the middle like what is this character like would she have to come back if she were making this trade uh, trade over Mm. and would she be like a heel now yeah uh that's a tough one i think it was kind of a little bit of bit flip bit i I think i i would as i recall yeah i think it's actually you know what i can't really remember and and now i'm thinking about it i'm thinking that i feel like she was popular but um not always necessarily portrayed as a baby face but uh, i think that would be a similar thing if she was to repack if she was to be repackaged not even repackaged if she was to start um utilizing this the sort of clown the clown uh thing a little bit more i don't even if she was a heel i don't think that the crowd would necessarily um i think i think i think it, they would have a tough time getting people to boo oscar basically yeah. uh yeah and they fans tend to like this kind of stuff right right exactly yeah 
Yeah. And it's t- interesting timing because we've been seeing these teases of Alexa bliss and the bright wide stuff. And mm-hmm. we've all sort of been waiting for that shoe to drop to see if there's something going on there, some kind of character shift. Okay. Let's uh final closing article that we should probably address here. Drop today uh, that Roman reigns wrestling on both nights of WrestleMania 39 back on the table. So there is some talk, there's speculation that on both nights of WrestleMania, he will have matches. In one case, it could be with Cody Rhodes, and in the other situation, it could be with The Rock. Now, we don't know that The Rock is even confirmed for WrestleMania. We have heard that the WWE would like him, and that makes a lot of sense to have Roman Reigns versus The Rock as part of the family, you know, bloodline sort of rivalry feud. What do you make of this? One, if it's even possible, let's just assume for argument's sake that this is possible that Roman Reigns could wrestle Cody Rhodes on night one and rock on night two or switch it around rock on night one and Cody on night two. Would you do it? Like, is this even something that you would consider if you were WWE and you had to make this decision? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Because there you're kind of caught between a rock and hard place, right? Because you have the guy, the guy who's going to stick around and the guy that you're going to, you're going to want to put your stock into. And the guy that at this moment in time seems like the logical baby face to vanquish the heel uh, Roman Reigns is Cody Rhodes, right? They've been, we, he's, he's been injured and on the sidelines for a while now, but we have not stopped hearing about him. They've been constantly airing recovery vignettes and, and promo packages and, and highlight reels and stuff. Um, it seems inevitable that that Cody is going to get the rocket strapped him, strapped him and is going to win the big one. WrestleMania would be the perfect moment for that to happen, uh, to bring an end to this lengthy, but uh, largely very enjoyable um, Roman heel run. But then you're doing him, you, you, I feel like you could be doing Cody a disservice if that happens at WrestleMania and that's happening either the night before or the night after a match in which Roman takes on you know the biggest movie star in the world and and a wwe legend in the rock so um yeah it's kind of tricky i'd be i'd be you know surprised if that was the plan um yeah but you never know do you you never know we've been talking i don't know the rock the whole rock thing is to me it feels like too late I, i i know it's in hollywood it just feels like too late it just feels like there's not enough time to really set it up in a way that do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It feels a little bit. I maybe I'm just maybe that's because of the, you know, the three year uh, program with Cena, right? Yeah, where they booked where they you know made um, booked that match, that first Cena Rock match, one, you know, a year after the one day after the the WrestleMania the year before, so it was like a year out that they planned that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't see. Yeah, it's you know, I can't see where it's going. It's unpredictable, which I guess is good. Um, and I did on that note. I did tweet out from the from the Sportster account earlier today a poll asking who people think the next undisputed WWE Universal Champion is going to be. I said the options I gave were The Rock, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, or other. And Cody Rhodes so far has sixty six point nine percent. The Rock only has ten percent. Yeah. So Sami Zayn actually has uh, more votes than The Rock right now. Um, someone in the replies thinks it's going to be Solo Sokoa. I can't see it myself, but uh, you never know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know what? Here's the thing, though. I th- My only issue with this would be how do you book it? Because if I'm bringing The Rock back, I'm bringing The Rock back to lose. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he should beat Roman Reigns. No, I think, course, yeah. you, you, one, you don't want to give The Rock the title because you can't defend it. Mm-hmm. Two, I think it's time that he put over Roman Reigns. 
And I think if The Rock puts over Roman Reigns, and the plan is to eventually give the title to Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes beating Roman Reigns after Roman Reigns beats The Rock is a huge big deal for Cody Rhodes, right? Because mm. the Roman Reigns just beat The Rock, and then Cody Rhodes just beat Roman Reigns. The issue that I would have is how do you book all of that in one weekend? How do mm. you set that up so that you can go, okay, yeah, on night one, he's wrestling The Rock. Oh my gosh, Roman Reigns beat The Rock. I can't believe it, can't believe it. And on night two, he's already got a scheduled match with Cody Rhodes 24 hours after a scheduled match with The Rock. Like you'd have to find a creative way to make that Cody Rhodes match somewhat impromptu and then have him come in and and beat Roman Reigns somewhat unexpectedly. But then you've got Cody Rhodes who's ready for WrestleMania and you don't have him booked on a match for WrestleMania, which also doesn't make sense. To answer your question about whether or not there's enough time, I think fans have been building this up in their head for long enough that The Rock Mm. versus Roman Reigns has been on their plate for two years, right? Like, they've been thinking about this match since Roman Reigns returned. Mm -hmm. This is something they've all wanted. So if you were to tell me in January or March that, or February, that The Rock's ready to go, well, to me, I've been thinking about this match for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that I could be like, okay, well, I've already built this up. I've got that year's worth of promotion. I just now have official news that it's happening, right? So I don't think that's as huge of a concern, but I do wonder how they would book it because I just don't know how you would have Cody on WrestleMania but not have a scheduled match, and then he's somewhat impromptu wrestles Roman Reigns, but then Roman Reigns is supposed to be prepared for two major opponents in the same weekend. Why would he ever sign up for that, Mm. right? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. So I don't Mm. know how you would do that. I don't mind the idea, though, of The Rock coming in and losing and then Cody winning. I just don't know how you book it. So it would be very interesting to see how they would creatively get around that problem. But mm. um would be kind of cool if the rock put over Roman reigns and then Cody wins the big one. Um, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. And I would love to, uh, you know, I'd love to see that, but um yeah, I think you're right. I guess there are, I guess there is plenty of time. I, also I could see them doing with this rock thing. It could be, end up being more like the Kevin Owens stone Cold Steve Austin deal, you know, mm. um kind of short, short build and then a sort of very fun but um not not the most uh strenuous or technically uh impressive sort of uh display you know yeah yeah they did they they found a way to make that work with austin he was a big deal on both nights right but yeah i'm not sure how you would do this it would be interesting and it i'd be intrigued to see if roman would be like yeah of course i'll do it or why <laughs> like mm-hmm. why would i want to wrestle on both unless the pay is just huge because he's doing both nights and he's just like sure you want to give me an extra mill i'll do it you mm-hmm. know like i have no idea how that works but it would be something else uh just to close the show we won't have to comment on it too much i'll just ask you what you think is going to happen it does sound like john cena is going to be part of smackdown on december 30th so he's showing up for wwe before the new year rolls around mm. i'm just going to ask you do you think this leads to something um that's a good question. I don't think so. Um, maybe on the night, or maybe yeah, no, maybe he declares for the rumble. You know, maybe he, maybe we see him in the rumble for a few minutes, uh, something like that. Maybe on the night we get a quick thirty-second squash match, him and I don't know Elias or someone like that. You know, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to lead to any any a big program. Uh, although if we did have both Cena and The Rock in WrestleMania programs, that would be quite uh, that would be something, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah see the reason i asked is seen him when he shows up he tends to do that he tends yeah. to make an announcement of some kind the last time he didn't he was on his like his anniversary show or whatever that was and he didn't really do much other than walk around backstage but 
uh, that's rare. Like he typically comes out and he makes some sort of announcement. Like he's going yeah. to be at this show or he's going to be part of that show or he's, he'll tell you that he's not going to be around much, but he will tell you he's going to be at X show. So mm-hmm. I was kind of curious. It's in his hometown. So it makes sense that he could be there, but I, I don't know. It, there's lots of buzz that he may be working on something to show up at WrestleMania. So mm. we'll see. Anyway, that was fun. We haven't done that before. We should do that more often. I like going yeah, through the stories sure, and, and yeah. talking about them. Uh, I appreciate that, Norman. Thank you very much for everybody else who's been listening. And we appreciate you doing so. Please download, subscribe, share on your favorite social media platforms. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Go to thesportster.com. Check out all the stories we were just talking about and many others that are on there from both Norman, myself, and a bunch of other great writers at the Sportster. Until next time, this has been another edition of the Sportster Show. We'll talk to you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.